0: this is C and this is Swinging Down Under. Welcome to part two of my master potting on our manicorn date. It is currently 24 hours since I spoke to you last and this is episode 20 which is a post date or debrief of the evening's events. So if you've listened to my podcast from yesterday episode 19 that was pre-date and this is now post date. So I've got a few naughty little things to catch up with and talk to you about today. So I'm pretty excited to share what happened last night and certainly early hours of this morning. So catch up with me on this one. It's um, interesting, interesting times. You may remember, I was a little bit nervous on the events or the lead up to the events of last night and kind of wanted to chat to you about what I was wearing and what I was thinking may happen, but um, but certainly it was a fantastic evening, actually. We had a lot of fun, and um, I must say, our manicorn is quite a sexy, intelligent beast, and we're quite lucky to have caught him, actually. So I will start with kind of what happened. So I got ready. I ended up wearing my white... Two piece uh, skirt and top, quite low cut in the front, really, really deep V, which I've shared a photo on our Twitter account. So if you get a chance to have a look at that. And I chose that because I felt sexy in it and it's quite a nice outfit and, you know, not too revealing, but also quite sexy, but also trendy as well. So I chose to go with that particular outfit. I've worn that to a couple of events and um, it's quite quickly becoming one of my favorite outfits, actually. So, yeah, so I decided to wear that. Now, Dee had to run off and run an errand before we were going out to run out on our date, and it made us slightly late, and as a result of that, our date actually arrived before we did. So we had reserved a table at a small bar here in Sydney, and we were running about, I don't know, 10 minutes late, and so we're obviously messaging him quite apologetic at the same time. I was a little bit peeved off at at Dee for being late because he'd promised absolutely no way is he going to be late. And we have been known in the past to be, you know, people who would arrive maybe 10-15 minutes after the start time of, of an event and so we've been really making quite a quite a big effort of late to be, well of late, <laughs> we've been making an effort to actually arrive on time or if not early and over the last few events we've managed to do that except for last night so we were a little bit late but he had gotten himself a drink and kind of settled in which might have been good for him and his nerves anyway. He got to suss out the the area kind of picked the best seat for him to be in so when we arrived he was facing us um, so maybe it might have worked to his advantage we'll maybe we'll ask him that next time I see him so that was uh, that was one of the things I guess so I was wearing the white set now we arrived um, D was wearing jeans and a nice uh, a nice top actually a gorgeous top we'd bought from Dubai the last time we were there but pretty pretty relaxed not too dressy and um, we arrived i'm going to actually call him m for 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 manicorn um he does have the same initial as d so that might get a little bit confusing there so i'm going to call him m and m was wearing a nice pair of jeans nice shoes and a button slash pop uh pop button shirt so that was quite good he was quite well dressed smelled really nice yeah, just looking pretty looking pretty sexy when we got there, um, which was great. So we arrived. He was facing us, and so he saw us coming, basically, and I was walking in kind of sussing out the local surrounds um, before I actually kind of spotted him. So he was already up, ready to give me a kiss, give me a hug, you know, shake hands with Dee, the whole bit. And, of course, I sat next to him um, across the table or next to him and then Dee was across the table. And um, I was strategic on my behalf because I mentioned in my last podcast I wanted to – you know turn the floating up a little bit and and uh, feel a bit more comfortable with that. let him know that I was interested in, in all these kinds of things, so really testing the the floating one oh one uh, of, of C there so that was that was kind of a strategic move on my behalf um, also gives him the opportunity to kind of you know thigh graze me and all those kinds of things as well so strategic move if you're thinking about going on a date think about these little things you know where you are on a date with perhaps just a single uh, guy or girl or whether you're on a couple's date d and i quite often will sit across the table from each other so it gives the other couple the opportunity to sit next to us remembering though that some people may find that um, confronting if it's one of their first few dates or if they're not used to sitting like that they might want to sit next to each other uh, rather than across from but it gives an opportunity for kind of that inter-couple or inter-people mingling so think about where you see it it's it's uh yeah gonna kind of lead the way i guess for the evening so the table that we'd reserved or where we ended up going was was a small bar as i mentioned um quite funky actually i think i had a 70s theme and i'm seriously contemplating hosting our next uh pub crawl there actually in february as the kickoff location because the hosts were fantastic and the venue was cool you know, it was not too noisy, which was really good. So we got the opportunity to actually chat, but it also had a bit of a vibe. You know, there was a bit of a crowd in there when we arrived. So it kind of, it doesn't feel so awkward or feel like, you know, you're kind of out at a very formal dinner because, you know, that can be a bit of a turnoff. You know, you want this to kind of be a little bit exciting, a little bit sexy, you know, a little bit trendy, all these kinds of things rather than kind of this, you know, you're not sitting down for an eight-course meal. So the venue's kind of important. So I picked that place and I'm actually really happy with where we went. So that was good. I feel like that was a bit of a tick, a bit of a win. So we kind of caught up and had a bit of a chat. Um, We hadn't seen each other for about a month from our first date. So the first conversation pieces were really around kind of what have you done? I've been traveling a lot um, for work as well. I've been in sort of three countries in the last couple of weeks. So we spoke a lot about that, what he's been up to, what Dee has been up to, and just kind of, you know, spoke for the first few kind of hours about just life in general. Um, The topics do pretty quickly turn to the lifestyle or swinging type events um he's fairly new into this as well so he's always really curious about you know some of the other couples that we've we've made friends with and maybe some other people that we've met along the way or likes or dislikes of certain people you know whether it's a bit of like light bondage or heavy bondage or tying or those sorts of things so we share a little bit about the people we've met along the way, and he's quite intrigued by by it all, actually. So it's it's really fun to chat about that because it's also quite sexy conversation at the same time because you can tell, you know, the people are getting a little bit keen and heated on the, the topic at the, at the point in time. So it's really cool to chat about some of the things that we've learned along the way. That kind of went on for a couple of hours. We decided to move on to the second venue, and um, also quite a quite a sexy venue, really trendy and new but it was also quite noisy really really noisy in there so that kind of hindered our ability to chat and also at this point in time he was being quite the gentleman and suggested that Dee should sit next to me this time around at the second venue rather than him um, and he and he is quite the gentleman so that was definitely where he was going he was thinking more like oh well I've had her for a bit I better give her back to Back to her partner, back to D for for a time to kind of sit there, and so we had a couple of drinks at the second venue as well before we decided, or I decided to, you know, give it a go on asking a guy back to our apartment, back back to our place, um, which I was nervous about. You know, I mean, how do you how do you phrase these things? What do you do? D was kind of giving me the giving me the the elbow prod, you know, kind of like ask. You know, you can do this, and it's it's great and he's keen and he wants to come back and all these things. And so D I took the opportunity when D went to the men's room to invite him back and quite casually just said, we would like to go back to our place and we would be interested in you coming. Would you like to join us? And he responded with, yeah, that would be great. Really casual conversation considering the lead up of events or things that are going to happen after. But, um, I think you really do, overplay it in your mind. Um, I think probably most people would, but I don't know whether it's just me as a female or just me just being C, whether or not I just tend to overthink things. So it's funny how you build up this conversation to be this gigantic thing in your mind. And then you just kind of casually say, Hey, you know, how's about it? Come back to our place. And it just kind of, kind of all happens. So that's pretty, pretty funny and pretty interesting, I guess, you know, that it just, it's so easy, but in the middle of it, you're kind of thinking that it's this crazy hard thing to do. So, you know, I've been working on the flirting and touching him on the shoulder, touching him on the thigh, you know, just leaning my leg up against him as well. And, and just, you know, doing all of the things that girls should be doing when they're flirting with a guy, but, You know, and we've been together for seven years, so I was a little bit out of the game and I'm working on it. Last night, I would give myself maybe a B minus if I was to mark myself on a report card. Solid B minus. Definitely room for improvement. So, you know, watch this space. I'll be uh, talking to you more about that over the coming episodes. But quite, quite funny uh, just to see myself and. You know how nervous I get when I'm trying to flirt it's it's crazy, but uh you know we'll see how it goes so he's coming home with us we we get a cab from the the location. I think it's about a twenty minute drive. I'm not too sure that felt awkward from for me. that was an awkward cab ride home because at this point, I'm thinking, do I need to start and he's in the back with me by the way d's in the front do I need to start sort of touching him on the thigh? Am I starting to touch him on the neck? Am I going to try and give him a cheeky kiss in the back of the cab? You know, is that appropriate and should i be doing that kind of this driver's probably thinking what the hell is going on here Um, but at the same time i don't want to overstep any of the boundaries or make him feel uncomfortable so we had this 20 minute of awkward chit chat on the ride home when i thought i should be touching him at the same time d is sending me some text messages cheeky text messages from the front of the cab Saying that you know what he's doing, touch his leg, you know, kind of get involved, flirt with him, all these sorts of things as well. So D was up the front, being quite cheeky and trying to, I guess, egg me on to uh progressing things a little bit further, which was I don't know, funny, but also a little bit irritating. It was he was he was driving me a bit crazy up there because he knows I'm working on the flirting, and it's um you know, just maybe doesn't come second nature. I don't know. So it's being a bit of a Bit of a prat, I would say. So, we get home and walk up to her apartment. He comes in and I offer drinks, and we get we get the drinks kind of going. But at the same time, I disappeared for a little bit. The reason because I was actually doing a little bit of tidying up. I was teeth brushing, brushing hair. I was kind of you know getting myself ready for the evening's potential events. So uh, that was. A bit of an interlude, Um, I really don't know whether the guys noticed how long I was gone for but I thought well you know just quickly, quickly go in and make sure that I'm smelling nice and got my teeth all brushed and looking good so I did a bit of a check in the bathroom actually before I came back out and had some scotch and had some wine and again just kind of sat there and and had a little bit of a chat but really not too much we kind of put the music on and, and sat down and started talking to each other we grabbed out of the cupboard or well at the suggestion or at the question back to him whether he wanted to play a sexy card game so we go into the cupboard and we've got a couple of sexy card games now that we've picked up from a website called sexisfun.net. They do a number of different kinds of sexy card games and we've spoken about them before. The particular one we used is kind of like an action and picture type card game. So the idea behind it is that there's a deck of cards all with uh, images on there of certain actions. And I've actually taken a photo and I'm going to attach it to this podcast and I'm going to tweet about it as well. But Uh, To give you an example of some of the cards here, I'm just reading them. They've got one that, blowjobs, pretty self-explanatory. They've got a clitoral kiss, reverse cowgirl. They've got doggy style, get a leg up. And all of these cards have these really humorous cartoon characters uh, acting out the particular card. So they're really funny in itself and it's actually quite a laugh to to go through and look at the cards. So the aim of the game is that you get the cards out, um, everyone gets seven cards. From those seven cards you pick an action that you would like to play out uh, for the evening and you put that action card in the middle of the table face down so no one can see it and then you give your remaining six cards back to the dealer who shuffles and then deals again. Seven more cards, you pick another one your favourite one goes in the centre of the pile and so forth and so on. So you end up with roughly, I think it's about 20 20 cards in the centre of the table of actions that people from the group wish to play out um, for the evening. So this is kind of where it started out for us. So, you know, a couple of drinks, everyone... Well, I was feeling nervous, but I could also sense that um, M was feeling quite nervous as well. D D's not nervous, D's ready to go. He's keen on seeing kind of where the night takes us and seeing me with another man, so he's completely out of the equation. He's just sitting there ready to ready to go. And from that, the first card was a little bit of a funny one. I'm I'm looking at it now and every time I see it it makes me giggle because it's a combination of being really, really high school but also quite awkward. And this particular card is finger sucking. So I had the finger sucking card and had to grab M's finger and kind of perform a oral-like sucking on his finger um, for about 30 seconds. So as I said, high school, a bit awkward. Um, I don't know whether he would find it sexy. It's it's interesting. I'm curious to know whether D would think that would That would kind of make a guy feel sexy or horny or kind of keen for thinking where that might lead later. So that was my first card. Quite, quite funny. Um, Pretty hard not to laugh at that one, actually. Now, the second card that came up was actually Dee's card, and it was um, a finger licking good card. And basically, Dee had to perform 30 seconds of oral on me, as well as some finger stimulation. And he chose to do that at the table we were sitting, at the dining room table, and basically went under the table. So M kind of pulled his chair back just to have a watch of that, and that was probably the first moment that he would have caught a glimpse of kind of anywhere leading to the upper thigh but also i guess a glimpse at at me um in in my full glory so that was pretty interesting for him um, to kind of see that now the next few cards started getting a little bit more interesting so i'll read you a couple here there's tasty treats a blowjob i mentioned before the clitoral kiss there's reverse cowgirl so these start getting into quite uh, quite interesting positions and certainly difficult positions to kind of perform at the dining room table at this point in time. So we decide to move to the bedroom, and that was my uh, suggestion, and we should move to the bedroom. Um, I also did say at this point, there's no lead-in here on these cards. Um, you're supposed to perform them in um, sequence of what they were laid down in. And so, a combination of myself, M, and D, being the cheeky guy that he is, could throw in a couple of kind of fairy ones to begin with. So, getting straight into the reverse cowgirl, for example. Uh, so, you know, I could tell that M was feeling a little bit nervous about the progression to the bedroom. And so, I did make a comment about the fact that there are no cards for the lead in, um, but at the same time, trying to make each other feel comfortable at this point. So, we head into the bedroom. D starts uh, suggesting that M should unzip my top uh, which he does and then I turn around and D's unzipping my skirt. Uh, at the same time, I'm trying to make sure M feels comfortable and he's, you know, horny and interested and ready to go, so I start kissing on him and kissing his neck and kind of unbuttoning his shirt and just touching his ass and just really making sure I guess that he knows that I'm certainly keen and making sure that I guess he's keen as well. So Uh, During all of this, you know, there are general comments or questions about whether or not this is comfortable for him and he's happy to to do this or happy to progress. We always ask those questions uh, regardless of whether or not we've played with someone before or uh, they've agreed to perhaps do something else. We tend to kind of just check in with that person um, and we check in with each other as well because we find that Maybe you've given someone permission one time before to do something or, you know, you've given permission for a certain thing, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you've got free reign of that individual. You know, it doesn't mean that you can just kind of come over and, you know, go down on them just because it's happened before or because, you know, they've agreed to something else. So it's kind of important for us. We always like to make sure that everyone's really comfortable, but also that everyone is you know having a good time and in agreement with what's happening. So... So we're in the bedroom, I'm kissing on him, D's undoing my skirt at the same time and I'm undoing his shirt, I'm undoing D's shirt, uh, you know, and everyone's getting naked basically uh, is, is the goal of that. So the next card there was the uh, clitoral kiss. So it's M's turn to actually perform this card. So he starts going down on me and it was quite good. It was actually quite quick for me. I actually, I came within minutes it was a little bit embarrassing um if you talk about kind of the ability to guys always talk about it you know i came too quick or whatever that was too quick for me but also everyone seemed quite happy by that situation in the bedroom um so that's quite funny my next card was the blowjob card so i gave a blowjob to M. And he seemed quite happy by that. In fact, he was quite verbal about his uh, excitement or his appreciation there. So I don't know how long that went on for. A couple of minutes, maybe, maybe more. I'm not sure. Maybe five, maybe 10. Could be anything. I don't know. Now, of course, in amongst this, I'm sort of, you know, we're improving. We're not kind of following his cards by, by the letter. So at the same time, I'm kind of paying attention to D. You know, I'm giving... M, um, a blow job, but at the same time, kind of, I'm, um, you know, giving a hand job to D, multi talented girl that I am, kind of keeping everybody involved, um, which is really important if you're having a threesome to make sure that everyone's kind of involved and is happy and, and not feeling left out, I guess. Um, you know, you don't want to make sure that you're, uh, you want to make sure that your partner feels really happy with what's happening and they feel as Involved or as uh, sexy as the other person because I think you can get a bit carried away with a new person or a new body in the room. And um, Dee personally doesn't feel this way, but you know, I think that I do worry if I pay too much attention or for too long on somebody else. I think, well, how would Dee be feeling about this? And do I need to kind of make sure that I pay him a little bit of attention and I'm kind of back to kissing on him or you know, these signs of things? So I tend to do that a lot, I'll flick between making sure and kind of checking in on D, And most of the time he's just sitting there with a grin from ear to ear and is super happy anyway. So it's kind of, you know, a bit of a moot point for him. But um, the next one, though... Um, D and I were doing the get a leg up card, so basically it's missionary position with one leg over D's shoulder. So we did that for a while, and M kind of stood back for a bit. Uh, at the same time, for a period there, I was also giving him a hand job. Then, while that was kind of happening with with D and I, uh, actually, I think at this point too, I was giving him a head job at the same time. I think I feel like that was that was kind of happening at one stage. The next card, though was an interesting one and this was his car that he pulled and um, certainly one that he was a little bit nervous about which was the reverse cowgirl card so I'm obviously reverse cowgirl on top of him um, which is funny because he later said that he enjoyed it but he didn't get to look me in the face and so that was a bit bizarre for him um, being with somebody for the first time and whilst the position was great and whilst the view was fantastic and he was really enjoying himself, he said that he found it a little bit weird that he didn't get to maintain that contact because this was our first time together. Um, he said, you know, he, he joked later, he said, maybe there should be some sort of missionary card in there kind of amongst that as a bit of a warm-up. So that was that was pretty funny. I'm burning through these cards pretty quick at this point, obviously. There's a lot going on in the room. Um, and everyone's kind of sitting back and at times kind of having a bit of a relax or sitting and enjoying each other or there's hands going everywhere or kissing going everywhere. So, you know, it can get a bit carried away. The next one was the ride cowgirl card. So again, that was um, me. And now this time I'm on top of D. So switching it up a little bit. So I go from a reverse cowgirl to a ride cowgirl. So I'm on top of D front facing and riding him basically for a period of time there. So that was going on. I think that was probably the first time D came at that point. And uh, from there, it goes into probably one of the most favorite cards of the evening for us, which was the doggy style card. And this was back to me. So this time I'm back with M and we are standing on the side of the bed. So not traditional doggy style over the bed, but we're just kind of standing on the side of the bed. And it was fantastic. Uh, We had a really great time there. He was kissing on my neck. It was fantastic. D was, uh, D was in front, just actually taking it all in and watching. Um, he wasn't sort of interacting too much at this point in time because he likes to kind of sit back and take it in. He really enjoys me being pleasured. And that was probably my favorite position and favorite bit of the night. That was great. I came, he came and the thing that, I think was great for me as well is that he was actually quite vocal when he comes he lets you know i mean it is uh a, a, definitely a sound to be heard it's really really it's a big turn on i don't have or haven't heard a lot of guys kind of be loud in the bedroom when they're having an orgasm it's not something that i think i've heard a lot of and so to hear a guy Clearly being pleasured was so sexy and such a turn on for me. So not only was the position great, but the, um, the sound and kind of the atmosphere and the excitement was fantastic as well. So that went on for a bit. We both came and uh, obviously everyone's pretty pretty happy at this point in time. From there, we head into a, um, a tit-for-tat scenario with, um, with my boobs and uh, his cock kind of sliding in between them. And then from there, kind of Dee and I are playing around. We're fooling around. Uh, there's a lot of hand jobs, a lot of blow jobs, a lot of uh, oral kind of getting performed all over the place. Um, I don't know how many hours in this was. I should actually figure that out. Um, but it's getting quite late. I think it's, it's well past midnight. It's into the early hours of the morning now. And so we kind of, you know, finish up laying on the bed for a bit and just kind of chat uh, talk about the evening in amongst each other and just lie there and have a bit of fun and just you know really friendly really easy not awkward it i'm just going to throw it out there and say it we've got a clothing optional pool hotel takeover coming up in miami we've only got 20 rooms left and if this sounds like your tribe your people you wanting to have some fun for three nights, four days in the sun, come and join us May 31st to the 3rd of June. We've got We Got A Thing, a Casual Swinger, Expansive Connection, we've got the Hump Day Quickies, and we have That Hot Couple in GA. The so three nights, four days of fun in the sun for our Swingers Hotel Takeover in Miami. This is the last time we're hitting this location, so come and join us. We would absolutely love to see you. I just announced the themes inside of our community, and they are going to be bangin'. We've also got the Casual Toys Luxury Playroom in the penthouse that's coming back for 2024. It is definitely a sight to be seen. So if you're all about having a party but making connections with genuine community, come and join us in Miami. Head to libertineevents.com and find your way to the Miami event. So 20 rooms left. We'd love to see you guys come and party, hang out with us this May, June in Miami Beach. It was just great. You know, we're all just kind of sitting around Post orgasms, so just enjoying each other's company, which is really fantastic to be able to do that and have a bit of a debrief amongst each other, just to see how everyone thought the night went and any tips or tricks for the next time. So that's quite fun as well. Um, now we later then say goodbye to him, so he sits there. That, I mean, that was probably going on for about twenty minutes. Maybe we were sitting there chatting, and and by this time it's yeah, it's definitely early hours of the morning. So he kind of says his goodbyes and we walk him out to the front and wait for him to get a cab and say goodbye to him. Now, we didn't even make it up the stairwell before Dee's kind of back keen for some more action. So at this point, we've spent a couple of hours kind of having a great time. Dee is super keen to reclaim me and is kind of all over me. We get inside the house and I'm like, come on, you know, it's pretty early in the morning, we've had a pretty big night and and Dee's like, no, 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 we're going to, you know, I'm going to reclaim you and this is going to be great and it's just funny how quickly he just turns it around. I'm like, you have come already three times tonight, you're being greedy and he is just super keen for, for kind of a little bit of play action as well and he jokes because even just the thought of having these evenings actually – it turns him on in a big way. So it's um, it's really, that is fun, you know, knowing that, for example, he'll be listening to this podcast, I'm sure, probably tomorrow morning on his way to work, and I'm sure that it's going to make him super, super horny, just kind of reliving and hearing all about um, evening, I guess, from my side of, of the fence. So it's, uh, yeah, interesting but, but sexy. So that is my recap, I guess, of the, the post manicorn date Uh, so we will be seeing him again i'm absolutely sure of that we've done some messaging backwards and forwards on kick today just recapping on the evening and thanking each other for a really super fun time so that's me for now Uh, a couple of things i wanted to just quickly mention at the back of the podcast is, of course, um, all of our social media accounts. So you can contact us on uh, email. Actually, my email is c at swing, swingingdownunder.com. So you can catch me on that and ask me any questions that you might have um, about the lifestyle or you know encounters that we've had or queries um, about what to do with certain things. And if I can answer, I certainly will. <laughs> and I'll give you some feedback on that. So that's at swingdownunder is also our Twitter account. A couple of events that are actually coming up though. We are at the moment doing a bit of an overhaul of our website because I want to add an events page there. So if you're in Sydney or in Australia and keen to fly, on the 20th of February we are hosting another couples pub crawl. Now you may remember we did one of those at the end of last year, which was quite successful. So we're hosting another one of those and it's on the 20th of February in Sydney City. And at the moment we have about 25 couples registered. We expect that to hit about 35 couples um, for the evening. So if you're interested in coming along, that is currently up in the events section on Red Hot Pie or you can actually drop us an email or send us a Twitter feed, um, a Twitter message, and I'll get back to you on that and kind of send you the link details. Um, We're also heading over with our very good friends from our secret spot, um, the law and baby doll to... Not in Norlands, and we're doing that in July 2016 as well. So the dates and the details will be up on our website about that soon. And if you're over there, we'd love to catch up with you. And that goes for all of our friends over in the states. We've got a lot of uh, friends in the podcasting and lifestyle um, community now, and we're so excited to catch up with those guys. So if you are actually going to be in not in Norlands, please drop us a line. We really would love to catch up with you guys and just spend a bit of time chatting about the lifestyle and just having a a fun laugh and talking about kind of the the misfits that we all are. So love to catch up with you there. But um, that's me signing off for now. So this is C and this is Swinging Down Under.